Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 2nd of December 2023. This is Rod and your other readers are Jenny, Joe and Jane, the three J's. The editor this week is Kevin. Our technician this week is Jake. This week is Team 2. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Burke Hempstead and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. This week's headline is More than 130 knives surrendered and company fined £800,000 over stunt accident. This and other stories follow. More than 130 knives surrendered. This is Jenny. More than 130 knives were collected by the police during a week of action in Hertfordshire. Operation Sceptre ran from November 13th to November 19th during the project a knife amnesty was announced in the county. During the week, 139 knives were surrendered across the county which included swords, hunting knives, machetes and a variety of pocket and kitchen knives, Hertfordshire Constabulary has confirmed. The police force visited schools and talked to members of the public about bladed weapons. Officers investigated whether businesses were following the law and not selling items to under-18s. Covert and high-visibility patrols were carried out by the police last week, as well as stop and search checks in public places. Sergeant Karen Meller from Hertfordshire Constabulary's community safety team, who led the campaign, said, There is always a great response from local residents during our weeks of action and we always get lots of positive feedback from all the young people we speak to. As part of our activities, we conducted a survey to understand local people's views on knife crime. More than 1,500 people completed the survey and as part of our prevention first approach, we will use this information to shape our responses to knife crime in Hertfordshire. We continue to work with local schools, colleges, charities and councils to steer young people towards positive life choices and help them to understand the dangers that knives pose, as well as ensuring that knives are not readily available, whether online, in shops or passed around in the community. Hello, Joe. Company find after stuntman's 25-foot fall. A production company has been fined after a man sustained life-changing injuries during the filming of a major Hollywood blockbuster in Hertfordshire. Joe Watts, a stuntman from Surrey, sustained life-changing injuries after he fell approximately 25 feet at Warner Brothers Studios in Leavesden on the 22nd of July 2019. He was filming a fight scene for Fast and Furious 9, The Fast Saga, and the company overseeing the production has been fined £800,000. Mr Watts fell 25 feet onto the concrete floor below when the line on his stunt vest became detached. He suffered a fractured skull and a severe traumatic brain injury, which has led to permanent impairment and disability. A health and safety executive investigation found several failings by FF9 Pictures Limited. The company, which is under the Universal Pictures umbrella, completed a risk assessment that failed to address the potential issue of a rope snap or a link failure. There was no system for double checking that the link had been properly engaged and tightened. There was also no system for checking the link for wear and tear that could be caused by stretching between takes. Investigators discovered the manufacturer's website stated that the link used was forbidden for use as PPE and shock loading should be avoided. Also, six monthly inspections of harnesses were required but had been over six months since the harness used had been last checked. FF9 Pictures Limited did not extend the crash matting needed to mitigate the consequences of an unintended fall, uh, uh, which the investigators found. FF9 Pictures Limited of St Giles's High Street, London, 
pleaded guilty to breach in Section 3.1 of the Health and Safety at Work uh, Act 1974. The company was fined the, the sum of £800,000, but also ordered to pay £14,752 in costs at Luton Magistrates Court on the 24th of November. Health and Safety Inspector uh, Roxanne Barker said, Mr. Watts's injuries were life-changing and he could have easily been killed. In stunt work, it is not about preventing a fall, but minimising the risk of an injury. Sentencing District Judge Talwinda Batar stated Mr. Watts is fortunate to be alive and added she was astonished that the cr crash matting was not adequate. Hello, this is Jane. A plea to pause an inquiry into London Luton Airport expansion has been delivered by Deputy Liberal Democrat leader and St Albans MP Daisy Cooper. Luton Borough Council's airport company, London Luton Airport Limited, submitted its development consent order plans to increase passenger capacity to 32 million over several years. This would involve expanding the airport terminal and building a second one, as well as creating the new Century Park business development. Speaking at a planning inspectorate open hearing, Miss Cooper explained, the 2019 advice from the Climate Change Committee to the government is crystal clear. Aviation is likely to be the single largest producer of carbon emissions by 2050. Even if aviation capacity remains static, fuel efficiency fuel efficiency measures alone could only result in a 20% reduction in emissions at best. Its recommendation is that there should be no net expansion overall to meet the legally binding 2050 net zero target. Suspected council tax fraud investigations retrieve 1.9 million in hearts says report. Specialist council officers have retrieved 1.9 million in the past year as a result of investigations into suspected council tax fraud in Hertfordshire. The county's shared anti-fraud services investigates fraud against Hertfordshire's county, district and borough councils and the success in highlighting council tax fraud is among data due to be presented to a meeting of the County Council's Performance and Resources Cabinet Panel on Friday, December the 1st. As well as highlighting £1.9 million recovered following investigations into council tax fraud, it points to uh, £0.7 million identified as part of 20 investigations into social care payments. It reports the detection of more than 100 instances of blue badge fraud and 20 instances of fraud in education, including school admissions. In addition, it reports that 31 properties were taken back by local authorities following investigations into social housing fraud. Details of the investigations are not included in the report to the Cabinet panel, but social housing fraud can include a tenant not living in the property as their main home, subletting without permission, or taking over a tenancy after a tenant's death when not eligible. It can also include the provision of false information when applying to purchase a property under right to buy, or someone attempting to get social housing on false information. Hertfordshire Police seized three knives and stolen vehicles in week of action. Hertfordshire Constabulary has confirmed three stolen vehicles were recovered and three knives were seized during a week of action. Police officers from Decorum were involved in the operation aimed at stopping acquisitive crime on roads across the county. <coughs> Between the 20th and 27th November, police teams in the county launched operations aimed at exposing and disrupting criminal activity involving motor thefts and burglaries.
As well as recovering stolen items, the police force has confirmed that two people were arrested on suspicion of committing drug dealing offences. Called Operation Scorpion, the police force has revealed that around 40 officers were involved from teams across Hartsmere, well in Hatfield, St Albans, Decorum, Watford and Three Rivers. Extra support was given by officers from the mobile support team and the special constabulary. Attempted mugging reported on Hemel Hempstead Road. An attempted mugging in Hemel Hempstead has been confirmed by the police. Last Tuesday, the 21st of November, a man tried to steal a rucksack from someone walking along Rumbles Road. The offender has been described to the police as a white man, approximately 5 foot 11 inches to 6 feet tall, around 18 to 20 years old and clean shaven with brown hair. He was said to be wearing a black hoodrich jumper with black jogging bottoms and red and white Nike trainers. Detective Constable Michael Knight from the local crime unit said, Our inquiries are continuing and I'm urging anyone with information to please get in touch. Were you in the area at the time and saw what happened or witnessed anyone acting suspiciously around Rumbles Road or Barnacres Road? If you have any information, no matter how small or insignificant you think it may be, please email uh, uh, Constable Knight on michael.knight at hearts.police.uk. A team of wildlife charities are joining forces to learn more about a rare bat that was, until recently, thought to be extinct in Hertfordshire. The Barbastel bat was last spotted at the popular Ashridge estate near Berkhamsted in 2018. Wildlife charities are seeking out maternity colonies to protect the bat that was until 11 years ago presumed to be extinct in Hertfordshire. Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust are working in partnership with Hearts and Middlesex Bat Group to find out more about the bat, which is commonly found in Central Europe. In 2012, the HMBG discovered the first maternity roost where female bats gather to have their young each year. This was near Bishop Stortford. Since then, the two wildlife conservation charities have worked together to improve the knowledge of these little known creatures through innovative tracking techniques. This has led to two further maternity roost sites being located one on the Ashridge Estate near Berkhamsted in 2018 and the other at St Paul's Walden about five miles south of Hitchin in 2019. Maternity roosts are found by deploying remote detectors in a suitable habitat, the charity's state. If the detectors show high activity levels, then bats are caught in nets and radio tagged under licence. Tagged bats are then tracked back to their roosts where the colony can be counted. The foraging locations and flight lines of the bats can also be tracked with a team of volunteers. Continuation of Extinct Bat Storm. Chloe Edwards, Director of Nature Recovery at Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust, said, by learning more about Barbastella bats and discovering further maternity sites across the region. We can provide advice on woodland management and wider landscape management to landholders, thus protecting their interests. The State of Nature Report 2023 reported the stark reality that one in six of our species are threatened with extinction. And having previously thought we had lost this species from the county, we now have a chance to make sure that the Barbastellas are not one of those terrifying statistics. We are grateful to the Big Give and our generous match funders for supporting our Big Give Bats appeal, which will see donations to protect habitats for bats doubled to reach our target for one week, starting on Tuesday, November 28th. 
We are hopeful that potential donors will see that they can really make twice the difference to local biodiversity during this week. More information on the Big Give Bats appeal can be found online at, at donate.biggive.org forward slash campaign forward slash AO56G002 capital R capital X small t capital E capital P capital A A1 Experts say the Barbastel is a medium-sized bat measuring around 4.5 centimetres with a unique appearance, large ears that meet in the middle, a pug-like nose and silky white-tipped dark fur. Bats' preferences depend on the species, but the Barbastella favours ancient woodland sites where the features on veteran trees support their survival. For instance, they will roost under loose bark or in old holes created by woodpeckers. Like all of our native bats, the Barbastella continues to face challenges from habitat loss and disturbance. Barbastellas are incredibly rare and it is thought there are as few as 5,000 UK wide. Twenty-five years of service at nursery. There was cause for celebration at Lime Grove Day Nursery in Hemel Hempstead as the team honoured a beloved colleague. Nursery practitioner Catherine Jenkins marked her 25-year anniversary at the setting with a week of festivities. With the title of longest serving employee at the Ofsted rated outstanding Day Nursery on Park Road, Catherine has helped to positively shape the lives of countless children throughout her career, making a lasting impact on grateful families with her unwavering commitment to early childhood education and determination to provide the highest standards of care. To honour the special occasion, preschoolers showcase their creativity by making their own portraits of Catherine, complete with personal messages whilst the proud team laid on buffet lunches and bespoke cakes before presenting her with cards, presents, balloons and a memory box filled with cherished memories from both children and staff over the years. Lime Grove Day Nursery Quality Manager Erica Fitzpatrick explained Catherine is such a bubbly, lovely, wonderful member of our team and I don't know where we'd be without her. The smiles on the children's faces when they see her walk through the door are a testament to the incredible bond they have formed and she is an inspiration to us all. We can't thank her enough for all she does and hope she knows how cherished she is. Searching for stolen statue. Police are still attempting to locate a statue stolen from a famous hotel near Hemel Hempstead. A statue depicting a leaping woman was stolen from the grove in Hertfordshire. Last week, the police once again asked for the public's help finding the item. Estimations given to them suggest the statue is valued at around £11,500 and it was taken between the 13th of October and the 25th of October. PC Charlotte Bartlett of the Rickmansworth Safer Neighbourhood team said, I'm appealing to the public for any information about what happened to this distinctive statue. Have you seen it? somewhere or noticed anything suspicious around the hotel between the dates mentioned. If you have any information, please email me via charlotte.barlet at heartspolice.uk quoting crime reference 41 Two under pressure tips in Hertfordshire could be revamped in a bid to bust queues. Waste chiefs have put forward schemes up to up the number of bins at tips in Berkhamsted and Bishop Stortford. According to two planning applications which Hertfordshire County Council has lodged with itself, the schemes will alleviate current internal circulation difficulties that result in queuing of traffic and delays or inefficiencies in utilising the facilities.
At Berkhamsted, the authority has plans to make space for a total of up to 27 bins, up from 22. Of these, 23 would allow for rear compaction by on-site operator for efficiency. There are plans for 20 drop-off spaces, up from 10. If the authority grants planning permission for the scheme, Hertfordshire County Council could slightly extend the working area of the site into the land which is characterised by trees or scrub vegetation situated between the existing working areas and the site entrance. At Bishop Stortford, the authority has plans to make space for a total of up to 21 bins, up from 17. Of these, recompactors could help with efficiency at 12 bins. And there would be more than double the number of set-down spots from 10 to 23. Design statements for both applications read, the enhancement proposals will alleviate the current difficulties in vehicle queuing, reducing the risk of conflict with traffic outside the site and minimising the downtime caused by service vehicles. Council boss promises to transform SEND services. The County Council leader has vowed to transform services for youngsters with special educational needs and for disabilities, SEND, in Hertfordshire, as quickly as possible. Earlier this month, a report by government inspectors pointed to systemic failings in the provision of SEND services in the county that must be addressed urgently. The report highlighted a range of issues that included delays in education, health and care plans EHCPs, and a shortage of specialised school places. There were also delays in the diagnosis of autism spectrum disorders ASD, and attention deficiency hyperactive disorders ADHD and long waiting times to access speech and language services. Now the County Council and NHS bosses are drawing up an action plan to submit to Ofsted and the Care Quality Commission. And they have brought in Dame Christine Lenahan to be an independent chair of a multi-agency improvement board. Dame Christine has recently retired from her roles of Director of the Council of Disabil Disabled Children, CDC, and Strategic Director of Practice and Programmes at the National Children's Bureau, NCB. She is said to be a hugely influential champion of the rights and needs of children and young people, particularly those with special educational needs and disabilities. Council leader, Councillor Richard Roberts, said the inspector's findings were accepted and he apologised to families. He stressed that work on improvement had started even before the inspectors arrived. We need to make the journey for parents simpler. Councillor Roberts said, and this report gives us the mandate to try and do that. Pointing to an earlier inspection of children's services, he added, it shouldn't be forgotten that children's services this year, in terms of our social care and safeguarding, were judged to be outstanding. So this really is an area where we need to get on top of it very quickly to bring it in line with the highest quality services that we deliver across Hertfordshire. Before the next inspection, Councillor Roberts said the Council and NHS aim to be a leader in understanding and delivering solutions for families and he suggested the county could then provide a framework that could be rolled out across the country. He stressed that many of the pressures facing the service, including increased demand and complexity, are being felt nationwide. And he said the COVID pandemic and behaviours in schools are among the factors impacting upon demand, which is increasing exponentially. The latest data suggests that in Hertfordshire, just 38% of completed EHCPs are being finalised within the statutory 20-week period. 
Councillor Roberts admitted this is poor and needs to be improved drastically. He pointed to £1.5 million invested in the EHCP process in 2021, as well as a further £5 million earlier this year that will pay for a further 80 staff. The inspector's report also referred to a shortage of specialist education places in the county. Councillor Roberts highlighted £91 million investment which he said has delivered 560 places in the past four years, with plans for another 300. Parents Group hosts pre-Christmas toy swap. Parents for Future, PFF, Hearts and Bucks held its second annual Christmas toy swap, saving over 300 toys from landfill and sharing ways that local parents can take climate action. As well as offering families an environmentally friendly way to clear out unused toys and swap them uh, for pre-loved favourites, the event offered local parents the chance to learn more about different ways to take climate action. During the two-hour event, over 300 toys were swapped, meaning that many toys were saved from landfill and found new homes this festive season. As well as saving toys from landfill, the initiative offered parents the chance to save money while picking up new-to-them toys, books and teddies. Held at Open Door, a vibrant community space that is also a registered warm space, other storeholders included a local children's book author and a nappy and sling library. The group also shared information about how families can take simple actions to protect a livable planet for all children, from writing to their MPs to using second-hand items or joining family-friendly protests. Amy, a volunteer parent from PFF, Hearts and Bucks, said it's estimated that 90% of toys are made of plastic. Children's toys also have a short lifespan, with each owner only getting as little as six months use out of a toy. This all means that toy swapping makes perfect sense for climate-concerned parents. The chance to clear out outgrown toys and replace them with age-appropriate toys that might have had as little as six months use is a win-win for parents and the environment. Emma from Berkhamsted attended the swap and said, I have young children and at this time of year I always have a pre-Christmas clear out of unused toys and to be able to bring them here and swap them for something that my children will love is just amazing. I'm very conscious of the environmental impact of modern shopping habits so picking up toys in a way that is more environmentally friendly is a huge bonus. So what is PFF Hearts and Bucks? It is a, local, a group for local parents who are concerned about the climate crisis. Members work together on local initiatives to help protect a livable planet for the next generation, fostering community connections and resilience. It's one of Parents for Future UK's 25 plus regional groups which together has a rapidly growing network of over 25,000 supporters. The group raises awareness about the effects of climate change through local family-friendly campaigns and sharing easy and quick solutions to bring about systemic change. And it supports parents who are struggling with the anxiety that can come with facing the climate crisis. To find out more or to get involved, Email pffheartsandbucks at gmail.com Obituaries and family announcements Margaret Bolton passed away on the 10th of November, aged 91. Funeral at Oak Hill Crematorium, Hatfield on Monday the 11th of December at 1pm. Funeral directors JJ Burgess and Sons, Hatfield. Diane Jane Doe. Jane passed away on the 11th of November, aged 79. The funeral is on Wednesday, the 6th of December at Chilton's Crematorium at 12.30. Inquiries, Malcolm Jones and Metcalf. 
telephone 864548. May they all rest in peace. Pets need homes. This cat is looking for a very special, quiet home. Could this be you? Meet Mickey, a street life survivor. He had been through the mill before he came into cat protection care, but with his foster's constant care and attention, he's coming out the other side. He will need someone who is willing to give him the time he needs to grow in confidence. He is now actively seeking out his fosterer, especially at mealtimes. He's exploring his room and has recently discovered his purr. Mickey is estimated to be around nine to 10 years old. He will need a quiet home where he's the only pet. He will need someone who can be around for him if possible during the day. He will need patience and time from his new owner or owners to find his furry feet and gain that confidence that he's lost. If you can offer him that, the rewards will be amazing. Contact Cat Protection Decorum on 0345-371185 or cats.org.uk forward slash decorum. What's on time? Family Theatre, Jurassic Live Christmas Special, Milton Keynes Theatre, December the 1st and 2nd. See real life-sized monstrous beasts up close in the award-winning festive spectacular featuring many dinosaurs. Visit atgtickets.com to book. The Ballad of Rudy, Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, December the 5th to Christmas Eve. Rudy doesn't have a red nose, rather it's his talent for exciting music that sets him apart from all the other reindeer. As he goes on an adventure with a magical jazz penguin, visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book. Also the Snow Queen Court Theatre Tring, November the 30th to December the 2nd, Berkhamsted Youth Theatre present Hans Christian Andersen's classic tale telling of Gerda, a little girl who searches for her friend Kai when he is bewitched and imprisoned by the Snow Queen. Visit courttheatre.co.uk to book. Pantomime, Cinderella, Watford Palace Theatre, November the 30th to New Year's Eve. Cinderella wants to party like it's 1999, but her stepmother has other ideas. Every night, Cinder's dances alone in her room and gets lost in the music. That is, until her dodgy CD Walkman gives out. Meanwhile, over at the palace, the king vows to throw the party of the century in a bid to find the Prince of Pinna a wife. And with Cinderella's stepmother hell-bent on her daughters, Brittany and Christina, marrying up, she sees this as their golden opportunity. Expect plenty of millennium-themed mirth and mayhem. Royal Court and Shakespeare Globes actor Terence Frisch returns as Watford's dame for the 11th time. Call 01923 225 671 to book or for more information. Quiz. The Thinking Drinkers Pub Quiz. Court Theatre, Tring, December the 9th. Combining a comedy with a high-octane quiz and an enlightening educational drinks tasting, the Thinking Drinkers Pub Quiz, fancy another round, promises to blow the froth off of traditional tastings as the audience compete head-to-head with a quiz sheet and pencil in one hand and a selection of fine drinks in the other. Alcohol experts Ben McFarland and Tom Sandham prove that a lot of the answers to life's most important questions can in fact be discovered at the bottom of the glass. Visit courttheatre.co.uk to book or for more information.
Films at the cinema this week. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. Films this week include Elf, 20th anniversary. One Christmas Eve a long time ago, a baby crawled into Santa's bag of toys. Raised as an elf, Buddy grows into an adult three times larger than the biggest elf and realise that he will never truly fit in at the North Pole. This holiday season, Buddy goes looking for his true place in the world, in New York City. Buddy finds his workaholic father, who's on Santa's naughty list, a new mother and a ten-year-old brother who doesn't believe in Santa Claus or elves. Here, now, Buddy discovers his destiny to save Christmas for New York and the world. Wish. Walt Disney Animation Studios' Wish is an all-new musical comedy welcoming audiences to the magical kingdom of roses, where Asher, a sharp-witted idealist, makes a wish so powerful that it is answered by a cosmic force, a little ball of boundless energy called Star. Together, Asher and Star confront a most formidable foe, the ruler of roses, King Magnifico, to save her community and prove that when the will of one courageous human connects with the magic of the stars, wondrous things can happen. Napoleon. Napoleon is a spectacular-filled, action-packed epic that details the checkered rise and fall of the iconic French emperor Napoleon Bonaparte. Against the stunning backdrop of large-scale filmmaking orchestrated by the legendary director Ridley Scott, the film captures Bonaparte's relentless journey to power through the prism of his addictive, volatile relationship with his one true love, Josephine, showcasing his visionary military and political tactics against some of the most dynamic, practical battle sequences ever filmed. Saltburn. Academy Award-winning filmmaker Emerald Fennell, promising young woman, brings us a beautifully wicked tale of privilege and desire. Struggling to find his place at Oxford University, student Oliver Quick, Barry Keehan, finds himself drawn into the world of the charming and aristocratic Felix Catton, Jacob Elordi who invites him to Saltburn, his eccentric family's sprawling estate, for a summer never to be forgotten. Turkish restaurant in Hilmer Hempstead scoops National Customer Satisfaction Award. Ibrahim Opaz, who owns and runs Opaz Kitchen, said the award came as a complete surprise. It's not an award where we have entered ourselves, he explained. We must have been nominated by a customer and then they send someone undercover to eat with us. They scooped the Customer Satisfaction Award at the Turkish Restaurant and Takeaway Awards, T-U-R-T-A, Turta, which were held at the Sheraton Hotel in Piccadilly, London. And now the Glass Award will take pride of place in the restaurant at 162 Marlowe's Hemel Hempstead. Ibrahim said the award was a well-deserved pat on the back for all the team at Opaz. We definitely want to thank whoever nominated us and voted for us to win the award, said Abraham, who hopes that News of Lee Accolade will be another great reason to come and try the fantastic food, atmosphere and service at Opa's Kitchen and Bar. The award category was open to Turkish restaurants across the UK, so we asked Ibrahim what he thought made the restaurant stand out for customer satisfaction. I think it's a bit of everything, he said. We do good food at reasonable prices and everything is cooked to order and made fresh. Having several chefs makes this possible and having a good team dedicated to ensuring happy customers tops it off. We try to make everyone happy that comes in and to make sure that they leave happy too. I always say we're only human and mistakes can happen, but if you make a mistake, then try to put it right and make sure the customer leaves happy. <clears throat> A little about Opa's kitchen and bar. 
The family-owned eatery, which can seat 120 diners inside and has a 20-seat outdoor area, opened in 2018 and has battled through Covid disruptions to become a firm favourite for diners in and around Hemel. We have a real mix of clientele, said Ibrahim. It's popular for couples, nights out and friends, but also great for families. Sundays especially are busy for families. Train services updates. A new train service is coming to Hemel Hempstead, a rail provider has confirmed. Govia Thameslink Railway, GTR, has announced extra services going into the town as part of its latest timetable. Changes to GTR services are due to come into operation on the 10th of December. Improvements include an additional weekday service for Hemel Hempstead from and to East Croydon. The service will be extended from Watford Junction to Hemel and back in response to requests from customers GTR says. The current 10.10am East Croydon to Watford Junction service will extend to Hemel Hempstead to arrive at 11.28am. The current 11.52am Watford Junction to East Croydon service will start from Hemel Hempstead at 11.38am. Community rises to the challenge. In decorum, community involvement isn't just a buzzword, it's a way of life. One remarkable initiative that exemplifies this spirit is the Dragon's Apprentice Challenge. So what exactly is this challenge and why is it creating such a buzz in our community? The Dragon's Apprentice Challenge is an annual event that brings together a unique collaboration of charities, schools and businesses in a bid to raise funds and support local causes. It's a powerful platform where students from local schools team up with business dragons to come up with creative fundraising ideas that will benefit local charities. The challenge not only teaches the students valuable life skills, but also instills in them a sense of social responsibility and philanthropy. This year, the excitement is palpable as a diverse mix of charities, schools and businesses have come together to make a difference in our community. The challenge not only showcases the entrepreneurial spirit of our young minds, but also demonstrates a strong sense of unity and purpose that defines decorum. Community Action Decorum, CAD, has been an active participant in this challenge, rallying its teams to raise funds for local causes. Recently, they organised a spectacular Halloween event that saw enthusiastic participants work together to raise fund for, funds for CAD's initiatives. More recently, they arranged a Christmas event where visitors could have their pictures taken with Elsa from Disney's Frozen in return for a donation. Just a couple of examples of how the Dragon's Apprentice Challenge is igniting the spirit of imagination and creativity also teaching the valuable lesson of turning ideas into actions and results. The challenge isn't just about raising money though, it's about fostering connections. The collaboration between schools, businesses and charities strengthens the bonds within our community and sets an inspiring example for future generations. It's a reminder that we all have a role to play in making our community a better place. As the Dragon's Apprentice Challenge gains momentum, it illustrates that when we come together with a shared vision of giving, we can accomplish great things. If you are interested in making a difference, contact the Volunteer Centre today. You can call them on 01442 247 209. You can also visit them in the Roundhouse, the round building outside Boots in Hamilton Centre. It's open Monday to Friday from 10 until 3pm. And if you're not based in Hemel, there are outreach sessions in Tring on the first Friday of every month, Berkhamsted on the third Tuesday of every month and Kings Langley on the second Wednesday of every month. Volunteer radio presenters needed. Support for decorum. 
For over a decade, Radio Decorum has been the beating heart of our community, bringing diverse programming to listeners. Since inception in 2012, we've been driven by a passionate team of volunteers who believe in the power of community-driven radio. If you've ever dreamt of being on the airwaves, shaping conversations and making a real impact, you're in the right place. Join us and let's share your voice with the world. We offer a variety of roles to suit your interests and skills. You can step up as an on-air show host, delivering your message to a captivated audience, or you might be more technically inclined and want to work behind the scenes as a broadcast assistant, ensuring our broadcasts run smoothly. We even organise remote broadcasts for those who love taking the show on the road. You could join us as an outside broadcast team member. Don't worry if you're new to this. We provide training for all skill levels. Our community is built on sharing knowledge and nurturing talents. To learn more and embark on this exciting journey, visit our website or get in touch with us today. Remember, Radio Decorum isn't just a radio station, it's part of our community. You can call us on 01442 or email volunteering at communityactiondecorum.org.uk or pop in to see us in the Roundhouse the round building outside Boots in Hemel Town Centre. We are open Monday to Friday, 10am to 3pm. If you are not based in Hemel, we also have outreach sessions in Tring on the first Friday of the month and in Berkhamsted on the second Tuesday of the month. Scouts lead the way on Christmas tree recycling. For many who buy a farm-grown real Christmas tree, it's a tricky decision about what to do with it in January once the festivities are finished. But now, six scout groups in Berkhamsted and surrounding areas are taking part in a recycling scheme that could be the answer to your worries. To encourage tree recycling, Decorum Borough Council's Waste Services team is again setting up a shredding machine in Water Lane Car Park, Berkhamsted, for one day only. Sunday, January the 7th. The pine trees are chipped and these natural chippings are then used to keep council flower beds weed-free across the borough. Helping local citizens recycle their Christmas trees are the scout groups, all coordinated by the first Berkhamsted group. For more than 15 years it has organised a tree collection service where Christmas trees are picked up from residents' houses and taken to the shredding site. The other groups involved this year are First Gossam's End, First North Church, First Potton End, First Little Gaddiston and VBB Explorer Group. The shredding day is popular and there's often a queue to drop off a tree, says Paul Chambers, First Berkhamsted Scout Leader. We save people time by taking their tree for them in our large vans, which cuts the number of individual cars taking trips to the shredder. It's better for the environment and you don't have to spend ages clearing pine needles from the back of your car. Since launching the service, the Scouts have helped to transport more than 12,000 Christmas trees for shredding. The charity suggests a minimum voluntary contribution for each tree collected. The collection service involves more than 80 volunteers and includes Scouts of all ages. The funds raised go towards equipment and activities for the children, maintenance of their scout huts and financial support for their trips and expeditions during the year. Tree collections can be booked and paid for in advance at firstberkhamsted.org.uk forward slash trees. The deadline for online bookings is midnight on Saturday, January the 6th.
Last day to send gifts and cards confirmed by Royal Mail. What you need to know. Monday the December the 18th is the last day to send post via second class. Second class signed for and Royal Mail tracked 48. Wednesday December the 20th is the last day for first class post including first class signed for and Royal Mail tracked 24. Unfortunately, the time has now passed to send gifts or cards to international countries, with the final date to Western Europe on Monday, November the 27th. However, international tracking and signature services are still available up until the beginning of December. To post to Africa, Central and South America, Asia, Australia, Bulgaria, the Caribbean, China, the People's Republic of, Far and Middle East, New Zealand, Norway, Portugal and Spain, the final date is Wednesday, December the 6th. For Cyprus and Malta, post must be sent by Thursday, December the 7th. To post to Austria, Belgium, Canada, Czech Republic, Denmark, Eastern Europe, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Iceland, Ireland, Italy, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Poland, Slovakia, Sweden, Switzerland, Turkey and the USA. The final date for posting is Friday, December the 8th. Rotary Santa Sleigh, where you can see us during the evenings this week from 5.30 until 7.30. December the 2nd, Bennett's End and Barnacres. December the 3rd, the Town Centre and Cotterells. December the 4th, Leverstock Green. December the 5th, Abbots Langley West. December the 6th, Grove Hill East. December the 7th, Adifield East. And December the 8th, Boxmoor. For full details, visit www.hemelsantaslay.co.uk or try Facebook. And now to sport. Quinton keen for more goals. Brad Quinton was delighted to see his Hemel Hempstead town side take all three points against Eastbourne Borough on Saturday but emphasised the need for more goals from the Tudors. Substitute Terrell Whitaker struck midway through the second half to secure the points and leave Hemel just two points off the playoff places, with games in hand on some of the teams above them. And Quinton felt that, that all was, that was missing was a more comprehensive margin of victory. He said, it was one of those games. We totally dominated in the final third and the energy levels were very good and so many stamped their authority. The disappointment was that we didn't score more goals. With the clear-cut chances we had, we could have scored four or five goals and that's not being greedy. But overall, it's a massive plus and a clean sheet too. Kingies... Craig King was made two good saves, to be fair, but in my honest opinion, we were a very good team today. There were glimpses of what we were doing to pre-season in an attacking sense, and we've worked really hard in that area. Two or three of our forwards could have had a couple of goals each, but the passing patterns and creativity was really impressive. The win came following a nil-nil draw with Bath City four days earlier and Quinton was delighted to have kept another clean sheet although goals at the other end are rare and what he craves most. Forwards are there to be playing week in and week out and we've got some players coming back from injuries and I think the boys are starting to gel now. We had a long chat after the Walsall Wood game, as we all know that wasn't good enough, 
and with me what you see is what you get and we're very honest and if you want to be part of this squad and aiming for the playoffs at least and if you don't work hard and apply your credentials and everything you work for hard in the week then it's not going to happen. Hemel go to Hampton and Richmond this weekend before then hosting Chippenham Town next Tuesday night. It was a mixed weekend for Hemel Storm. A weekend of highs and lows in the league and the National Cup. On Saturday they ran out 89 to 113 winners at Thames Valley Cavaliers in the NBL Division 1. After a close first half, a second half which saw Storm score 60 points ensured a comfortable victory for the visitors. The high intensity plays and remaining patient during possession paid dividends with turnovers being forced against the Cavaliers. Sunday saw an altogether different story for the Storm, as their National Cup defence failed at the last 16 hurdle. With 69-65 to 65 defeat away at Worthing. Storm was sloppy from the start and flirted with a late comeback, but ultimately got what they deserved as Seth Swelve missed a shot on the buzzer to send the game to an extra period, succumbing Storm to their fourth loss of the campaign. Storm's focus is now on the league and this begins at home this Saturday against an inform Reading Rockets. And finally, this week in history. November 30th, 1968, the Trades Description Act came into force. On this day last year, Christine McVeigh, a vocalist and songwriter of Fleetwood Mac, died aged 79. December the 1st, 1887, the 28th Beaton's Christmas Annual went on sale. It featured a study in Scarlet by A. Conan Doyle, which introduced the detective Sherlock Holmes. On this day last year, Rishi, Rishi Sunak suffered his first electoral defeat as Prime Minister as Labour won the City of Chester by election. December the 2nd, 1990, West German Chancellor Helmut Kohl won the first all-German election since 1933. On this day last year, the Prince and Princess of Wales were in Boston for the second Earthshot Prize, where £1 million was awarded to innovative, eco-minded projects. December the 4th. 1947. Tennessee Williams' play, A Streetcar Named Desire, was premiered on Broadway with Marlon Brando and Jessica Tandy in the leading roles. On this day last year, England won 3-0 against Senegal at the World Cup in Qatar, progressing to the quarter-finals. December 3rd, 1984, more than 3,000 people died in a chemical factory spillage at Bhopal, central India. On this day last year, Peter Kay was brought to tears in the op on the opening night of his first live comedy tour in 12 years. We've come to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are sunrise at 7.44, sunset at 15.55, giving 8 hours and 12 minutes of daylight. We currently have a waning gibbous moon. If you would like to give us any feedback or you have a new story or know of an event taking place soon that you think would be suitable for our listeners, please get in touch by email to dtneditors at dtnhemmel.org.uk or leave a message on our telephone 01442 927123. 
For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemmel.org.uk. For those who are listening to this week's news via a memory stick, after the music, there is the amenities section that gives details of various group and contact details of organisations. This is the last broadcast from Team 2 for this year, so although a little early, on behalf of Team 2, we wish you a very special Christmas and best wishes for the new year. Team 2 will be next on duty on the 18th of January. It is now just two DTN broadcasts away from Christmas. Until next time, it's goodbye from all tonight's team. <laughs>